this is um, this is day six of our hashtag Sounds Like Christmas event from Soundcore. My name's Sean, and I'm from Soundcore, and I'm joined by Dave Giles. How are you doing, Dave? Hello, Sean. I'm Dave. Nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, if you're just joining, I know there's a few of you just joining now, but um, thanks for taking some time out from your evening to see uh, see this little performance. We're going to be doing some music. Dave's going to perform some songs. I'm going to show you some of our Christmas gift guides. It's going to be some fun. So Dave, what's new? Um, not well. It's been a fun few months, to be honest, Sean. Uh, I've been doing a lot of lot of work, a lot of gigging, uh, and that's that's great, isn't it? It's, you know, compared to last time I was on here and I was driving for Amazon. Not there's anything wrong with that. But that was not my normal job. Uh, yeah, I'm back back to back to my normal job. So pretty pretty happy, pretty content. That's- that's exciting. Yeah. It's, so it's been a while since we, we first had you on. So like you just said, yeah, you were doing uh, Amazon delivery. It was a crazy year for, for, for everyone, but especially you, a, a grassroots musician, does everything himself. Like, wow. So, yeah. It, it's, so good that it's opened up a bit more. Yeah. Oh, it's, mate, it's wonderful. You know that. It's, um, it, really, it really does make a massive difference. <laughs> it's great having you back. I was just off camera. We were just talking about how Soundcore, we've had, we, we've followed Dave's, Dave's career closely. And you were one of the first, when I joined the company, you were one of the first ones I wanted to get on here. And we've had a little break from the live performances and it's great. Christmas fun. You know me, I've got out the hat. I've got on the, the Christmas jumper by the tree. Do you know what, mate? I don't have a Christmas jumper. Oh, we might end the stream now then. <laughs> <laughs> like, is that shocking? I've I've got about four Christmas jumpers, you know that. I didn't know that. Well, I think I probably could have guessed that, but how are you with your Christmas shopping, Dave? I've got three presents so far. I've got nothing. Yeah, I'm 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 ahead of the curve, but mostly because uh, my mum got them for me and said, I've got this for your dad. Do you want it? <laughs> so no, yeah. That does that count? Does that count? No. You still get your mum no, to buy your presents. No, I don't. I don't. But she'll she'll message me and go, "I've got a shirt for your dad. Uh, <laughs> do you, do you want to give it to him for Christmas? Uh, yeah. How much do I owe you? I mean, it's just you know how it is, isn't it? <laughs> but right, listen. So the last time you were yeah. on, it was in the thick of the lockdowns and everything, Absolutely. and you being an independent musician, that was tough. But you still had this epic goal of recording at the famous Abbey Road. Talk talk to me about from that point and where you've got to now. Okay, yeah, like, you're right. I did have this epic uh, plan. So this this was announced... Uh, for those who don't know, this goes way back, years and years and years, right? Um, to making my previous album in Nashville, which was a big deal, right? And uh, we came up with the idea that the next time, we'll, next one we'll do, we'll do it in Nashville. Uh, we'll do it in Abbey Road because that's the place I've always wanted to record. And it's dead expensive. So I then spent a couple of years putting things together and uh, getting a whole new range of merchandise. Did that. And then uh, and then lockdown happened. <laughs> I was like, oh, all right, I need to uh, try my best to make this still happen. And uh, I needed to raise about £50,000, Sean, which is a ridiculous amount of money, really, especially when you're an independent musician who's not on the TV and the radio. You know what it's like. Um, and in the pandemic as well, where I suddenly couldn't tour, that was even more crazy. And as of today, uh, we're at... Hang on a moment, let me pull the screen up. 
Drum roll, please. Drum roll. Sean, where's the drum roll? Thank you very much. Thank you. Kind of like a, a fi a fi roll. Yeah. <laughs> it's good enough. Forty-eight thousand three hundred and eighty-six pound and ninety-five pence. That's that's insane. Yes, like it's ridiculous. And I go into the studio in thirty-three days. It's got it booked up. Ten days in there, got the musicians booked up. Uh, so now it's like various other admin things that I'm fundraising for. Like uh, I've got a string quartet booked. I don't. I'm not very good at arranging strings. I'm quite good, but I want someone who's really good to do skill. it. That's a different skill set. Yeah, isn't exactly. It? Like, why not get a pro to do it? If you're going to do that, then absolutely. So that's what I'm a hundred pounds short at the moment of confirming my string arranger, um, which is amazing. And then the, there's other other little things now, like rehearsals. We've got to do some rehearsals before we go in there, and that costs money, obviously. So that's the next thing I'll be fundraising for. So, yeah, that's that's where we're at, to be honest. Um, is why what I find what I find really cool is that in in the the face of the pandemic and everything, rather than sit sit down like you said, and it was it's like a that's a daunting task because you set that goal. Rather than kind of mope about it, you you I remember talking to you and being like, getting off the phone and being like, wow, he's actually still going to try and raise fifty k without playing any shows. And like like you said, being a musician, that that's where where a lot of people assume the money comes from in music. But I think you've shown like, I, I don't know, it's a testament to like your dedication, but also your fans. Yeah, I think. Well, absolutely, it's a small group of people who have been incredibly generous. Has done the, the bulk of it. Um, donations through doing various streams or quizzes. We did a couple of quizzes and presentations. There's been a lot of lot of very well, a small number of ridiculously generous people. Some of whom are in the chat right now, and they know you know who you are you know who you are. Um, so uh, that's that's just been crazy. Um, but you know, and, and overwhelm this certain amount of it, which is kind of overwhelming. And um, I, I mean, I've. When we did Nashville, I raised twenty three thousand before I went to Nashville, and that felt like a ridiculous amount of money at that time. And now I look back and was like, "Oh, well, I've doubled that," and and that had pressure on it. When I was then there, there was an element of I've got to deliver here because this is, you know, people have uh, invested yeah. in this project. Project, so I've, it's I, I kind of want it to be good. Yeah, exactly. You want it to be good for them uh, as well as as well as you. So uh, that's that's kind of doubled for this. Well, it has doubled. Um, but the, the the important thing, as I always say about any of these things, you can spend all the money you want. It doesn't mean it's going to be any good. But we've been writing some songs. We're happy with the demos so far, and uh, and and it, we're hoping to do something a little bit different than I've done before. And that's that's kind of important too, uh, we, as well as it still being me. If that makes sense. Yeah. That's. Are you are you feeling nervous now? Because Abbey Road is like Nashville has that element of pressure because people say it's the home of music. I mean. You could say that about so many places. Yeah. Like, oh, it's the home of music. Graceland is the home of music. London is the home of music. Abbey Road, especially with like the latest stuff, because the Beatles have been on what Disney Plus with their the new documentary and stuff. Yeah. Which wasn't recorded at Abbey you, Road, but are you <laughs> are you yeah, I know, but are you like because that's but when people when people think of Abbey Road, you think of the Beatles and you think of this like all of that stuff isn't what I'm saying is it's thrown into the spotlight now. Yeah. Are you feeling are you feeling the pressure more? Because it's kind of like your back garden. You're you're not going to Nashville, you're in London. Abbey Road is, is just known. Yeah, I mean I yes and no. Like yes, there I feel like 
I go through waves of it. Sometimes I feel a little bit overwhelmed by it. And other days, I like, it depends. When, when we were demoing, it all felt really good because we were playing music and it was, it was sounding great and we were happy with how it was going. And, and I think that means when we were in the studio, based on that, you would assume that's going to carry on. And, and when we're there, but as long as we're making music and it's sounding good, you don't feel that the pressure as much. Uh, and when we were, as I said, the rehearsals, when we're doing that, I, going into it, I might feel a bit of pressure. But once we start playing, as long as that's going well, I think that's where you, you really start. The pressure drops and it happened in Nashville as well. And you can kind of remove yourself from the situation a little bit and and, and just enjoy it. And then in Nashville, it was the last day in the studio where it suddenly hit me what we'd done. And I was walking around the studio and taking photos of everything creeping off to the toilet, getting emotional because uh, I didn't want it to end because I had this amazing experience. And I'm hoping that's what happens at Abbey Road. But of course, it all depends on, on whether it's going well or not. And that's all like, always out of your, out of your control. Yeah. Well, it's out of your control, not out of your control. You know what studios are like. You know, I've put good musicians in place. I've written songs which I like and I'm happy with. We've got directions for them. So, And I've got gr like the best people, the best people around me to make this happen. So... It should be all right. I'm but, still waiting. I'm still waiting for my. I've been sitting by the phone. Who are you again? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's. Um, I think it's going to be amazing. I can see a few comments saying it's going to be great, and I can't wait to hear the finished album. For, in the meantime, let's have a, a break for me talking and stuff. And what what are you going to play now? Right, I'm going to play two songs. Could have been talking about it. I'm going to play two songs which we've been demoing for the album. Oh, uh, amazing! So this is a. Yeah, this is a this is a, a first online appearance of a couple of these songs. Um, hopefully, <laughs> I'll get it right. Um, <laughs> okay, cool. Well, I will leave you to it and take it away. Okay. Mm -mm -mm. All right. I think I remember how it goes. This one's called Spider. Oh, where you go? This one's called Spiderweb. And. I quite like how this one's going at the moment. Don't have one. Don't have one, Lucy. Strike a match, watch it burn. Pen to paper, no returns. Blind ambition is not enough. No returns, no returns Turn the clock back, I need more time Turn it up, dance to different rhymes Say goodbye, let it go No returns, no returns One more sleepless night, is it ready? One more sleepless night, is it done? One more sleepless night, is it ready? One more sleepless night, is it done? Dad, who is Simon? <laughs> who are you saying good evening to? Drop the ball, catch my mistake 
on the edge of a great escape. I got this vision, I can't see it. Help me see it, help me see it. My mind's like a spider web. Sing it every time. There it is. There it is. It's called Spiderweb. Uh, it's about Bake Off. <laughs> um, yeah, oh, Dad, I get it now. I get it. I understand. Sorry. You obviously got a notification, Dad, that he was watching and it wasn't on my screen. I understand. Hello, Dad. Um, all right, I'll do another one for you. So um, let me turn the reverb off while I talk. So, uh, as always with me, I try and have something which is a little bit more lighthearted. And um, there's one little song, it's a little cute number, which uh, is called The Rock Song. Because I really think, hello Pete, how's it going? I really think that I'm becoming a bit of a rock star in my old age. Um, so, I, I figure that, oh, cheers Craig. Um, I figure that I need a proper rock song and there's nothing better than calling a rock song. You know, just you need to say it how it is. Uh, and this is called The Rock Song. <laughs> oh my, oh my. All right, okay, let's try this. <clears throat> Wanna be a rock, be a rock's rock I lift myself to the ground No dilemmas to be found I already settled down Life on top, on top of top's top A little gold and brown Slowly getting round Waiting to be found I wanna be a rock A rock's rock I wanna be a rock 
Horizontal beds and lava flows. Geometric digital roads. No perfect symmetry. Dust is my canopy. Telling a story that nobody knows. Still wanna be a tree, but a tree's free. They get stuck in the ground. A rock can get around. Around, round, get around. I wanna be a rock. Rocks rock. I wanna be a rock. Rocks rock. I did that so different to how I normally do it. But anyway, let's get it. They're all kind of works in progress at the moment. Uh, but that's called the rock song. As you can see, it's really, really rocking. Yes, I just did devil horns on my hand and I feel dirty. But anyway. Um, <laughs> No, it's awesome. Cheers. Cheers. I, they're, they're coming together. They're certainly coming together. What's, what's your writing process? Um, what it is, Sean, is I hold a pen. I don't, know, I don't know if you went to school, but when I went to school, they told you to hold a pen like this and uh, on the paper, just write, make squiggles. What do, what do you call that thing that you wrote on? Pa paper? Paper, yeah. Um, which I buy from the Dunder Mifflin Paper Company. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think people now just use iPads, right? <laughs> uh, probably, probably. I What happened was actually, um, I actually bought a pad at Abbey Road, the gift shop at Abbey Road. I've not been in the studio. I've been to the gift shop. And uh, they've got, they had a really nice uh, pad. And I was like, I'm going to get that to write my lyrics in for the album. And that's what I'm doing. And then I realized I can't read my own, own handwriting. So I, I, <laughs> I can never use it once I've written them. I have to then try and transcribe what I've written. And uh, I, thought, I thought we were going to have a loop back issue there. We didn't. Okay, we're back. Um, yeah, I then transcribe what I'm missing and put it on my, on my iPad. Very exactly. Yeah, you're right. So it does all end up on there, I suppose. But. I try and do it with pen and paper, but my writing right. process normally is uh, think of a topic that I want to write about, uh, come up with a chord sequence which makes me feel in that mood, and then try and come up with some couplets and like brainstorm a load of ideas before I even tr try and do the actual lyrics. And so I've got things to draw from, be it keywords or phrases or whatever quotes, um, and that's kind of how I do it. But yeah, nice. What what are you thinking? So we've we've gone from pandemic lockdown, trying to raise fifty fifty thousand pounds to record this album. You're now 30, 33 days away. Um, the album's done. Let's let's go forward. The album's yes. done. Then what? Because I thought I thought your Nashville thing was like a big a big job. You know, like for an independent artist to try and raise money to fly to Nashville recording a top quality studio, how were these musicians? I was like, Dave's gone all out. That's that's amazing. He's put it all out on the table. You, you, you've now gone the next level and doing Abbey Road. But then what's next after that? Uh, 
because you're you you keep you <laughs> your man yeah, full that, of surprises. I don't know. Is is the truth? Um, what do you want? What do you what do you want? This is a silly question, but at the same time, it's not because I think you'll get where I'm coming from. But what do you want from this album? What is the whole? What is the point um, of it? Is is it? Is it to satisfy yourself to say, "Hey, I did this at Abbey Road," or what? If, what? Or is there a bigger goal? Do you want? Is this the album where you want the industry perhaps to say, "Dave Giles, wow, yeah, okay, now here he is." Yeah, no, um, it's literally a vanity project, Sean. I, I mean, if any, <laughs> don't get me wrong. Like, if anything big happens, you know, I'm old. Like, I'm 36 okay. now, Sean. So, right. the, yeah, and since I've been 30, I've not been chasing that golden goose of. Uh, of being a superstar, it's you, you know, it's one of those things. I was either going to happen or it's not going to happen. Uh, I just want to make music and try and make a living from doing that. And I've got my way, which is working at the moment, or has worked up until pandemic, and people have supported me through that. So um, it's just carry on and and doing a project like this, which is. Um, a bigger project is just—it's a way of connecting myself to the people that that follow. I mean, everyone has a dream, right? And it, it's just a an, another way of saying, look, if I can do this, which is ridiculous, what can't you do? Um, and I think that's a really—I don't know. I just think if I can do anything, it's that. It's I can try and show people you don't have to be a superstar to go out and and do the things which. Um, you always want. I think it's refreshing. I think I think the mold has been broken. I think the mold has been smashed to pieces over the last few years. Anyway, you know, you see, you've been in music for a long time. <laughs> I, I've been in music, but yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Like the, the days when you just said chasing the chasing the that golden egg, like you want to be a superstar. What I would argue with some people and say, what does that even exactly. mean anymore? Because you look at the, you look at the nineties, and yeah, if you were if you were on TV, you were famous. And you would assume that that person was multi-millionaire probably and be like, oh my God, I want to have that. Please let me get that. But now, like you just said, you now make music because you want... When you say vanity project, all musicians do that. You make music because you want to make it. You're like, hey, this is... I've done that. That's mine. But I think it comes across, especially when you look at a fan base so dedicated like yours, I think it comes across more genuine and you are actually more likely to become that superstar that you're not trying, that you're not chasing, if you get me. You know, like, the less, I feel like the less you focus on trying to become famous superstar and stuff, the more likely you are to be successful. Yeah, maybe, but it just doesn't even bother me. Like, i tell you what was really interesting, Sean. You mentioned it earlier, the Beatles documentary, the Get Back documentary, uh, which is on Disney+. Plus. And at no point when they're coming up, when they're writing songs or whatever, no point does anyone say, that's not a hit, uh, that's not going to connect with our audience or, or whatever. It's all just about the music. That's all they did back then. That's all that, that was their consideration. And yes, there was a little bit of business chat every now and then, which they had to have. Um, but th- those guys just wanted to play music. And what, what then happened is that because of the fame and the fortune that people perceived the Beatles to have and other acts of the time, is people started playing music not because they wanted to make music, because they saw it as a route to fame and fortune. And that that is now we're getting to a point where actually youngsters today 
God, I'm sounding such an old man when I say things like this, but youngsters today see videos and TikTok or whatever it is. Social media is a way of fame and fortune. They don't necessarily look at music and say, that's the avenue for fame and fortune. So I think in the next 10, 15 years, there's going to be a shift change again of everyone who's doing it. Well, I may, and maybe it's already happened, is doing it for the right reasons. Um, and, and, and as a result, what, we, what comes out, new music that comes out might be better. It might not all be as formulaic or, uh, I don't know, as, as generic as what's been going on. And I, that, I say that, but at the same time, I've loved some of the things that have come out over the last 30 years that fall into that category. But you, you know what I mean, right? Like, actually, you might, you might get proper yeah. troubadours again. And it's not that they haven't existed, they have. But also, you're compete. You've back in the '90s, people were competing with people who just saw it as a route to fame. Who and even the top acts today, potentially, if you took music away from them, would they care? No, maybe not. I don't know. But there's certain acts that if you took music, like you watched the, you watch um, alongside on Disney Plus is that McCartney three to one documentary, and you watch that. Um, and you see that music is so important to Paul McCartney. That's what he ne he needs it. And, and I'm not sure that there are many artists from the 80s and 90s would have the similar, who would have a similar f mindset where they always need to be creative. Maybe I'm maybe I'm doing everyone a disservice. But uh, Lawrence has said, "Damn kids in their TikTok." I see. I know you said that with a with a laughy face, but I don't think that. See, I think if, if kids want, if some people want to chase fame and fortune, let them chase fame fame and fortune. And if they're not doing it in music, then great news for me because it's one less person I have to compete with in terms of trying to get myself heard or, or, or trying to build my little audience, which, I, which I've got. Little, I don't know, mini rant there. Was that a rant? We, 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 went, uh, we went very serious yeah. then. But no, I think it, it's, such a, it's such a hot topic. and I, I, That's what I love about music because you can look at it from so many different angles through so many different... And you know what? The... the, the the one thing when I've had this discussion on some of the Soundcore podcasts. So, side note, make sure you subscribe to our Soundcore podcast. Look for us. It's Soundcore Stories. It's on all of the podcast platforms. And we speak to Grammy, Grammy winning engineers and producers. And we've been having this discussion nearly every episode because it's from different, different angles and different genres of music. And I, I just find it fascinating because like you touched on, it's different generations of music, right? Yeah. Like Dave, me and you were on the touring circuit for the last 10 years in the UK. Yeah, and the rest, Sean. That is yeah, but that is considered old now. When you if if no, I try to play a show now, out. I'm showing people the podcast. It's, it's <laughs> anyway. It's 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 just it's just fascinating. But um let's let's bring this back to Christmas. <laughs> Hashtag sounds like Christmas. I'm wearing a Chris I'm wearing a Christmas hat. If you just join the stream. We're doing a Soundcore event. The link is in the uh, description. So make sure you check it out. We've got some great deals and stuff. Dave, you're a fan of the Liberty earbuds, yeah, right? Yeah, I love them. The first, first time we worked with you, you had Liberty 2 Pro. Like, talk me through it the first time you used them. Well, I, I just think they're wonderful. I still use them all the time. I think they're amazing. Um, they're just, they're stylish and easy to use. And just the sound quality is nuts. And I also love the flare. I think the flare is a great little speaker, by the way. Um, are you, I've, flare too, yes. right? The ones that you can... Yeah. And How many do you I've have? I've got two, two of them. And uh, they're such quality little speakers. I have them at different ends of the flat. 
uh, and then you can because you can connect them. And as I'm walking along, there's some, I, I've, I've got full length. Um, now I want to go back to you, Dave. Oh, what are you doing for Christmas this year? Uh, I've got a gig on Christmas Eve. Covers gig on Christmas Eve, and then oh wow. Um, Spending Christmas Day with my girlfriend, with Lucy, and then Boxing Day with a family, hopefully, <laughs> assuming nothing changes. Uh, and then I'm having a little bit of d- downtime before going into the studio because it all start like all the rehearsals and stuff start happening on 3rd and 4th December. So, uh, 3rd and 4th Jan- January, sorry. Um, so, yeah, just a little bit of kind of downtime and chilling out. That's what I'm doing. How How is it? How has it been actually playing live shows again? Oh, mate, it's great. It's, it, do you know what was really interesting? The first, like, first few, I didn't realize how unfit I was. Like, there's a, and I don't mean like going for a run fit. I'm never going to be that, but like gig, stage gig fit. fit. Yeah, stage fit. And, yeah. and the, because I hadn't, like, yes, I'd been doing streaming and some of them had been quite long, but my voice wasn't up to it. Um, and, my arm, like literally, I was I, my, my arms was like swollen uh, for the first few gigs because it wasn't used to banging against the guitar in quite the same way it does when you do stream. Um, so yeah, I it, it, it was. I used fun. to get it with my neck. Oh, I used yeah. to get it from my neck and just jumping round. Yeah, I don't and do then, much of that. So yeah, I don't think I've ever seen you. <laughs> Actually, I have seen you jump around. Yeah, not not um, anymore, mate. I break a stage if I did that now. <laughs> um, um, what's your touring plans when the album's done? I don't know because that's all up in the air. I haven't been focused on that at the moment. So I'm sure there will be tours, but I don't know. I have got a festival slot. Um, in a, a festival contacted me. That never happens. That never happens. I'm on a festival. I'm going to be playing a main stage. The headline act is the Waterboys. How cool is that? Uh, so that's happening in Amazing. August. That's on my website if anyone wants to know more. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of what's going on. It's... it's uh, I, I, yeah, I haven't... I'm intentionally kind of not planned things until I, I kind of know what's going on a little bit better. Um, it just feels... When you when you operate on the level that I do, uh, it, it's such a risk because I self promote, so I hire the venues and all that kind of stuff. Um, but the the album the album might not come out for a whole year simply because of vinyl. The, oh, the delays wow. in vinyl production are about it's about a year. So if I want to have that in time for the launch, then you know you've got a long time to wait. So next year, I'm likely going to release other things um, that weren't recorded at Abbey Road. I've kind of got a whole load of things um, that, that we planned. But potentially, the album I record in January may not be out in 2022, which isn't, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Um, when, you record at, when you record at Abbey yeah. Road... Do you, are you are you recording to tape? We're not sure yet. That's or... one of the things I haven't yet got to fu- got funded. So at the moment, it's definitely happening to Pro Tools. I'd like to do do it to tape, but tape's three hundred pound a reel, uh, and you only get about two songs on a, on a reel, uh, and you also need a tape up, which is about three hundred quid a day. So <laughs> to do it to tape adds a hell of a lot of money. 
Um, so I'd love to, I, but I guess you're fighting that demon of because you're at Abbey Road. You want to do it to tape, right? yeah? But but it's not essential. You know, it's not essential. I mean, the 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 tape that you would use now isn't the tape that was used. Like it's a different tape machine, and and it, it's now like a uh, what twenty four track machines that that they use on two inch tape. Well, my favorite records that were recorded there weren't recorded on tape like that. And if I wanted to do that, the machines are kind of dying, and it, the tape's even more expensive. And so I'm not I'm not overly fussed about if it's the tool, if it's the Pro Tools, it's the Pro Tools. It's still going to go through all the hardware. And at the end of the day, it all gets mixed digi digitally anyway these days. So. Um, it, as long as you know it, it going to tape or not isn't the end of the world. It does sound nice, but not that many people are going to notice. Are, are really going to be able to tell the difference? And there's ways you can do it as well. You, we could do it through tape without recording onto tape, if that makes sense. But you know, yeah, we're, yeah. we're now getting quite quite technical. Most people are probably switching off as a result. <laughs> so this is the last man on the moon. Writes the history. No one cares who comes in first. It might be unfair, but there's no mystery. People want those who finish first. He said, God, have a love for what you do. Try and see things through There's no such thing as you can't do it Just ask the last man on the moon How does a poor boy from a farm End up walking in the stars Take a little time out for the last man on the moon. Go and make it happen. Gotta climb it if it's there. Get a little tied up when you should be breaking through. By the time you think you're good enough, I qualify to be enough. Gonna miss it all. time you may wonder about how you'll be remembered a dummy in a tin can sitting in a slumber a solitary rose left when you're dead it's when you walk among the stars How small you are Take a little time out For the last man on the moon Go and make it happen Gotta climb it if it's there Get a little tied up When you should be breaking through By the time you think you're good enough Qualified to be enough 
My guitar was not in tune there. Okay, I'll play one more song. one's going to change quite a lot before uh, we record it, but this is the state it's in at the moment. Where you gonna go when you need love? Where you gonna go when you need love? The house and the car and the kids aren't enough. Where you gonna go when your anger's not enough? Who you gonna call when you're alone? When there's nothing waiting at the end of the phone Nothing in your ears with the dial tone Life didn't get you where you wanna go you got miles and miles and miles. You got miles and miles and miles. You got miles and miles and miles. You got miles. Who's gonna lead you when you lose your way? No sun left to keep the cold at bay. 
shepherd needs a guide in his darkest day You only have to wait for the clouds to break Can you see the light that's been inside And you can't deny Boy, your life is still I tried to, I tried to rearrange that on the fly, Sean. <laughs> I tried to rewrite the chorus while we were doing it. But, uh, so that's a yeah. new one, right? Yeah. If all goes to plan, that's track nine on the new album. Track yeah. nine. It's, so how, how many tracks 12. are you aiming for? Oh, that's nice. Nice, nice, nice number. Hopefully, yeah. Well, that's the plan. That is the plan. i got to practice them all. Have you... Have you written more than 12 or have you just gone, are you just aiming on the 12? There's been, yes and no is the answer to that. Like, I've got a a theme, lyrical theme that's going through and a a template of how I wanted it to go. So there's been a couple that I've rewritten from scratch. I've had a go at a song that needs to say this and not liked it. So I've tried it again uh, in in a different style. But, yeah, it's always just been about 12 songs. It's not been about... I haven't really thought about how many more there's going to be. Um, but yeah, there you go. Nice. There's some nice comments coming in about that one. Well, yeah, I mean, ho- hopefully uh, people like it. And But it's still... They're all shaping up. That's the thing. It's like it's quite fun playing them at the moment because they're just not going to sound anything like that <laughs> when they're done. I was going to say, like, I, I love hearing songs... You, you, you know when it's a good song, when, like how you've just played it. When it's in its like birth, yeah. you know, because that's gonna have drums on it. And like you already said, you're gonna have you're looking at getting some strings on some of the tracks and stuff. So I always love hearing if a song you can play it how you just played it, and it's a good song, then you know that when all these other elements are added, it's gonna go to a new level. I think someone said it's anthemic. Well, p- potentially, potentially. I'm not sure about that, but uh 
Yeah, I mean, it depends how we play the chorus because I've got like three different ways of doing it at the moment, and one of them's kind of like low, low down, and one of them's up. So, which could be anthemic, right? I don't know, but I like that one as well. Louise said it reminds her of um, Gaslight Anthem. Interesting. There's this. Pr- I got, I got that vibe though yeah. a little bit when you when you're playing it. Yeah, I'll I got that, that vibe. I'll take that. Yeah, it's good. Hey, what what has been your inspiration for for writing this album? Um, not really sure. Well, I, I do know, but I don't want to talk about it at the moment. <laughs> I'm not ready to reveal that yet, Sean. Uh, all right, all right. But musically, um, it's all over the place. I've been listening, over the last couple of years, been listening to a lot of Tom Petty. So there's a lot of that kind of going on. Um, and a bit of Arcade Fire, a bit like early Arcade Fire stuff. I've, I've always loved all that kind of stuff. And Foo Fighters as well. Like There's, there's I've, I foolishly... Um, I blame, I've got O2 to blame for this. There's a couple of songs I haven't played today, obviously, that I really do start... I know I was joking about the rock song, but there are a couple that are a bit more rocky. And it's because uh, when I upgraded my phone contract earlier this year, I got a, um, a six-month free trial for Audible. And uh, the first book that was on there was Dave Grohl's new book. So I listened to Dave Grohl oh, talk yeah. for, for hours, like 12 hours when I was doing some dri- driving to gigs and stuff. And uh, as a result, yeah, I started listening to more Foo Fighters, and I love the Foo's. I've always loved the Foo's, but as a result, that's kind of, kind of, edged its way in. There's some quite belting vocals going on, on some of the tracks, which is kind of new for me. And hopefully, I'll be able to deliver it. But we'll see. Have you put Have you put some heavy heavier guitars? Because yeah, well, I not yeah, I mean, there's gonna be, potentially. Uh, I mean, we've got people that can do that kind of stuff. So it won't be like ridiculously heavy, but it would just be a a little bit kind of. I've already said I'm sitting by the phone. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> uh. Um, I think Dave, I'm going to release you back into the world. But before you go, where can people find out more more about you and your journey? Um, my website, which I'll put in the in the chat now, I guess is a good good place. There's uh. There's merchandise and all kinds of stuff on there. Um, and then my social medias, at Dave J. Giles, all of them pretty much, at Dave J. Giles. Uh, and the, the, what I've just commented on um, is my Facebook page. So by all means, like that as well. And for everyone, everyone watching, thank you for tuning in. This is going to actually go out on Sunday for anyone that misses it we're going to be putting this out we have a Soundcore podcast so you can follow I'm going to to put all of the links in these comments and yeah Soundcore stories on all of your podcast providers we talked to Dave I I know you're a fan of Liberty 2 Pro and I had hoped that my Christmas surprise to you would have arrived but we've just launched Liberty 3 Pro which next level I mean it's um, golden sound we've taken it up a taking it to the next level with those earbuds. And Dave, this is going to go up on Sunday as the latest podcast episode for anyone that misses it. And um, yeah, check it out and head over to the Soundcore community and join in the Christmas fun we have there. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you all for watching. Thank you, Simon. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Darren. Uh, Stephen as well. Anyone else who's been coming in. Dwayne, nice to see you again. yeah, thanks. Thanks for tuning in. If you're listening Dave. on the podcast and you're wondering how hard I bang my head on the thing, really hard. 
really hard. <laughs> 